It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 It is currently Saturday, October 30th at 10:42 a.m. I'm your host, John Sock, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the best in the business, Chaz Jurgens. Chaz, how are you doing today? You know who it is. It's another uh, lovely morning here in Montreal. Winter fast approaching, but we take what we can get. It's spooky season out here. It seems like everyone's getting into the Halloween fever. We got people asking for black margaritas at the restaurant, and we got pumpkins all over the place. So it's an exciting time. I know a lot of people love Halloween, and honestly, never been a big costume person. But it's fun to see everybody getting into the getting in the mood. I did not know you could have a black margarita. It's very interesting. Um, it's just food coloring to be honest oh well that's really disappointing <laughs> to be fair um yeah i was actually going to show up to the recording in my costume but i realized that my costume was just uh a set of earrings and a new set of glasses and so i couldn't <laughs> wear the earrings because of my my uh my big old uh, uh headphones and the glasses would mean that i wouldn't be able to read so <laughs> it's kind of important that i can read my notes i uh i would think so no yeah, costume I mean- today for me but your boy is mm-hmm. in the Halloween spirit, as always. Got a big, big Brandeis scrimmage today I'm going to be going to. It's, uh, it's a good day. Good times. Good day in Division Three Boston. <laughs> All right, today's episode, as much as I reference basketball, uh, we're doing football again. And this is probably going to be, we're probably going to start doing football bi-weekly or, or monthly or something from here on out. As we get back mm-hmm. to focusing on basketball, you know, season's, season's starting to pick up. We're starting, you know, Harden finally played a good basketball game. Everyone, <laughs> Damian Lillard finally played a good basketball game. Everyone's mm-hmm. starting to find their stride again. It's uh, We're going to get back into the basketball focus very soon, everybody. Do not worry. Today, we're still doing football. We're going to talk about Cincinnati, Kansas City, the Cardinals, uh, this week's game. And we're going to introduce a new segment that we call Best Bets, where Chaz is just going to give us his best bets of the week. It's uh, some exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm thrilled to have some football talk, especially some of the big teams in the AFC after that Thursday night game the other night between the Cardinals and the Packers, talk a little Cardinals and J.J. Watt too. And then a, a, a few parlays there there at the end for people who are looking to make some money, you know. So, no, I think we're going to have a great one. And, and you mentioned that Thursday night football game. I I'm, let's, Do you want to start there? Let's do it. Okay, usually we don't, like – sit there and break down the Thursday night football games mm-hmm. uh, like right away. Usually we'll, we'll wait until the next week and we'll be like, Oh, this is what we saw. Um, no, we need to talk about it right now. It's been like 36 hours at this point. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals lost JJ Watt and then lost to the Packers. Packers didn't have their wide receivers. One through three quarterbacks, quarterbacks, one and two Bakhtiari, their starting center and their defensive coordinator. It's worth talking about this loss. This was this was <laughs> horrific. Um, somehow this was a really close game the entire way. Cardinals kept kept it tight. Uh, the ending was absolutely wild. Anyone who didn't watch, uh, first uh, what the uh, the Packers were up. Uh, the Packers were up. Um, no, they were tied, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're up three on the the goal line. There, they were up three on the goal line. Yeah, because they didn't kick it. They went for fourth. Got the stop. Because they, if they kicked it, they're only up six, and then they don't want to give the ball back to the Cardinals with a tutty. All right. Because that's how the score ended. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, they were up three. 
Cards botch a punt return, gave the Packers the ball at like the three or four yard line. Cards get four stops in a row. Mm. After Unreal. who was it that bricked that catch? Stepped out of bounds. That was bad. Um, oh, those big Mercedes back there. Yeah, the, the catch was insane. The one-handed catch was absolutely ridiculous. It just was so sad he stepped out of bounds because that would have been just the craziest. That would have been a highlight of highlights if he'd caught that. Mm-hmm. Still, whatever. Packers are up three. They turn the ball over. Kyler Murray drives the entire field yeah. and threw what would have been a touchdown pass uh, <laughs> past A.J. Green. But A.J. Green's, like, controller froze. No, it, <laughs> No, uh, AJ Green was not expecting to get the run yet. He thought that he was the last option, so he hadn't turned around yet. And then Kyler threw it early. I've seen a lot of different breakdowns trying to explain whose fault it is, where it is. And the one that seems to make the most sense for me is that AJ Green was the last target. And mm. so he wasn't turned around yet because he was still running the route. And that Kyler Murray then threw it to him early. Mm-hmm. Um,. But I still feel like you should at least, you know, have an eye as soon as you as soon as you stand in the step in the end zone, your head should be turned, you know. Yeah, I mean, from at least from what I saw of it, it honestly looked like he was in run block, and I don't really understand why. Like, I guess he could have had his hands on him because he had his hands on Rajul Douglas. So it's just like you're either gonna make a move and probably get called for offensive pass interference in the situation. But to me, it really looked like he was trying to block. And I just don't understand how after your team just took their last time out with 14 seconds left and you're down three, why you would ever think to run block on the goal line like that, especially D hop wasn't in the game. Like DeAndre Hopkins on the bench dealing with some injury problems. That is its own discussion point. But I think AJ green should know that if D hop's not in the game, you find that out in the huddle before he is target number one. Like he is a wide receiver in the red zone that you should be looking to at all times. He should know that he's going to get the ball. I think it's pretty rather unforgivable for him to not at least try to get ahead turned quickly and, and just see what Kyler is doing. Cause maybe you just take a peek. If he's handed it off, then you go block. I don't think Rajul Douglas is getting around you that quickly, but yeah, to not even look at all at a pass with under 10 seconds to go in the red zone is pretty, pretty surprising, especially from a, I mean, Pro Bowl wide receiver, a veteran in the game, and something I really didn't expect to see out of a guy like A.J. Green. So, yeah, it was something that uh, the Cardinals are definitely not too thrilled about going into this. Week. Wait, wait, I I have to give okay, wait, I have to give, I have to give credit to Razul Douglas. First mm-hmm. off, that was the interception of his career, as in yeah. it was the only interception of his career so far. <laughs> um, crazy. Yeah, but also it's not like that was an easy interception. Oh, he no, tipped, it's a great catch. He tipped it and then caught it. Like, th- I want you to know if this is like, you know, we run a billion simulations. He's catching that in like three of them. We run mm-hmm. a billion simulations. He's catching three interceptions in a billion of those. That's just a bricked catch. Yeah. It's just an, an incomplete ball back. Run it Cardinals, back. Get it mm-hmm. back. Run the play again. Absolute, like, mastery. Like, yeah. not ma- just monstrous play by Razul Douglas to really save and win the game for the for the uh for the green bay packers mm-hmm. absolute insanity absolute beauty i don't want to sit on that one catch the entire time <laughs> the, the one interception the missed catch because look that was all awesome and the ending was just some amazing football but the thing that stood out to me the entire game was just how bad the cardinals d-line looked compared to how elite they looked in the weeks past yeah like i think this is just a legitimate point of concern like They've had the best D-line in football for the entire season up to now. And now they 
just let what uh they let the packers who have had one of the worst o-lines in the entire nfl mm. they're barely even pressuring rogers rogers is doing whatever he wants on every play and just putting unnecessary pressure on their secondary they weren't ready for it and like yeah. yes jj watts huge but i don't think I, I was not expecting it to be this big uh this big a yeah, deal. No, I, I think for for vance joseph and that cardinals defense they're definitely going to need a little bit of tweaking now just on what they do especially with jj gone for the rest of the season it looks like t's and p's you know hopefully he's he gets well soon but they had chandler jones back on the line jj watt out and you hope that chandler jones can fill that void but they really don't do a lot of the same things and i think a lot of what jj does in terms of setting the edge and making sure to keep the quarterback in the pocket keep runs inside funnel them towards the rest of the defense is what the Cardinals are going to need to focus on as a whole unit now because JJ's not going to be there to do that for them. And obviously he's one of the best teammates in the league and he'll be on the sidelines. He'll be in the practice rooms, the film rooms, trying to show everybody and teach everyone all they need to know so that they can go out there and be the best team they can be. Cause I mean, this is one loss for the Cardinals, but they're right there to score and they have been an absolute unit for this entire season. So don't get definitely not getting too low on the Cardinals right now, but yeah, that, that defensive line is going to need to do a little bit more tweaking and a little bit more improving as a unit without J.J. Watt. They're going to need to learn how to play better when he's not in that game because, hey, I mean, trade deadline is just around the corner. Maybe they're going to go bring in somebody else, but there's a, there's going to be some adjustments that are going to need to be made for sure. And, like, they definitely do need to make adjustments, but I'm just shocked that they looked this bad. Like, I said it, I said it before. <coughs> Excuse me. This is one of the worst O-lines in the league. <coughs> Green Bay. <coughs> oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. <coughs> yeah, I mean, the Green Bay Packers have been struggling with injury history. They got big fellas that have been out. They have to miss the mass pieces. And to be fair to them, like, they do have a lot of great veterans who I'm sure are getting these young players and these second and third stringers in better positions and lets them keep learning and continuing to improve and continue to, to get better at being able to play as a unit because that's all the O-line is. But yeah, big credit to the Green Bay offensive line in the run game. I mean, they had between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, like over 30 carries for 150 yards. Cardinals weren't a great run defense going into the game, but you really no one expected them to give up that type of volume or that type of yardage to those backs as good as they are. There's a lot of big plays on third and fourth downs too, where their run backs are able to fight for extra yardage and get those first downs for the Packers. Those are massive, especially with Bakhtiari still out. So, yeah, if that O-line continues to play the way they played yesterday and get their guys back, the Green Bay Packers are at a scary sight. This is a potential potential NFC Conference Championship preview right here. I uh, definitely, if they can get their guys back, I would have to agree. Uh, Tom, um, Aaron Rodgers has now won eight straight games without Devontae Adams, which is awesome. <laughs> Just one of those weird stats that I love. Um, mm-hmm. Makes no cause, sense. Because Aaron Rodgers is better without Devontae Adams. <laughs> trade Devontae. Trade him. Tra- he's not worth it, man. Just get rid of him. <laughs> Send him to the Raiders, man. Let him play with his old buddy from Ole Miss. I would love if this last dance actually turns into a ring. But Ugh. what I wanted to say before we move on with the car, uh, before we move too far from the Cardinals, is that their defense was really reliant on that D line being so so talented, mm-hmm. and I do think that they will adjust. I I did I imagined it wasn't going to be perfect from day one. the The moment that JJ Watt went down, I was scared. But I saw, oh, they're playing Green Bay. This is a perfect time to practice your adjustments. Okay, so the, 
this 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 O line that barely exists. Let's run. Some, let's let's get it together. Mm-hmm. Perfect time for an adjustment week. No, not great. And just it put too much pressure on the secondary. And that's really just how this Green Bay Green Bay was able to take it out. Mm-hmm. With no wide receiver, as Aaron Rodgers was still able to beat this team. I'm very I'm not very worried for this Cardinals defense without JJ Watt, but they're really gonna have to make some strong adjustments for me to Yeah. Feel and that I, confidence I think... that they had again. Just losing JJ Watt both as a player and as a coach on the field, it's huge. It's it mm-hmm. cannot be understated. Cannot be understated. He was a big part of why I thought the Cardinals were gonna be so great this year. And I do think they'll continue to be great. And because of the the aggression from their front office, I think that they'll go get another defensive edge or a defensive, maybe a linebacker to come help out the core to go work a little bit more in their pass coverage and their run defense from the second level instead of from the line. But yeah, this Cardinals team, I would expect some defensive additions coming in soon. Maybe a couple guys cut. And speaking of cuts, shout out to Rajul Douglas because he was off from this Packers team off the Arizona Cardinals practice squad just three weeks ago. So yeah, the little, little wave at the end to the crowd of just That's like, awesome. Hey, get out of here. That was a little extra special moment. I'm sure for him. Cause I think he spent the entire year so far with the Cardinals and just got cut a couple weeks ago, picked up on this Packers squad and then makes the play of his career. So I, you know, beautiful game. I, I just want to say, I loved the, uh, the cojones on him to get the interception. <laughs> doesn't doesn't even look doesn't even look at the refs doesn't look at anybody just drops the football and waves goodbye doesn't even wait for anything he does no 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 surprise on his face that he just made the catch of his life he's like yeah i'm built for this goodbye yeah i loved it beautiful Mm -hmm. absolute beauty rasul douglas has a new fan in me forever um all right do we want to move on do we want to talk more pack or do we want to get going i think we can keep it moving Head over to the AFC a little bit. Sorry. Sorry. Let's talk Cincinnati. Um, Mm -hmm. They had a uh, statement win against the Ravens. Everyone is uh, on board. We were on board. Not as on board as... (laughs) Not this on board. I said... We've been saying it for weeks. We we said it. Yeah. We said it. We imagine they're going to get rolled, but because we imagine it, there's no way they do. And Mm -hmm. look at these Bengals, man. They beat the Ravens. They... Didn't wax the Ravens, but they beat the Ravens pretty competently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense is just clicking on another level. The defense looked really competent. Yep. I still can't figure out. I, I'm still really confused with what you value. Like when a defense looks good against Baltimore, I'm still trying to figure out how much you can read into that. Because this Balt- this um, this Bengals defense has looked like a joke against quite mm-hmm. a few teams. Yeah. And now they're like, yeah, we're just gonna play amazing against Lamar Jackson who's probably I don't have the MVP odds in front of me but he's he's got to be top three right or at least before this football game he must have been they were uh, the I mean, one seed in the AFC yeah Lamar Jackson right now is is definitely in the top three for MVP voting because he is an absolute stud he's an absolute <laughs> stud and they they locked up Jamar Chase also just definitely winning offensive rookie of the year he's been so good <laughs> And the connection yeah. with Burrow is real. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take an L. I told them this, I said they should take Panay Sewell. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean this Cincinnati Bengals team, especially I think I think it is that defense that's making them a, a different level as to what I thought they could be this year. Cause we I mean, we've been 
fans of Joey Burrow since he went to LSU at this point. And mm-hmm. I think the fact that he's come into the NFL and been so good at Cincinnati and always had the right mindset and the right attitude towards the game, he shows that day in, day out, he's going to be one of the best if he can just stay on that field, which has been the biggest issue for the Cincinnati Bengals team, remains the biggest issue for this Bengals team. And I love to see them winning, and it's fantastic. They're a great team. Just as long as Joey stays healthy, they, the sky, not the sky's the limit, but this is a playoff bound team right here. Like the Cincinnati Bengals are not slowing down for anybody. And what they just did to the Baltimore Ravens is a big statement in the AFC. Like those were the two top teams in the conference, aside from the Tennessee Titans that yeah. just battled it out. And there was no, no question in that second half who was the better football team. I mean, Jamar Chase going for 200 against Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith is ridiculous joey burrow had 400 plus against the baltimore ravens like this is a cincinnati bengals team offensively that is prepared to match up with anybody and has targets all over the field defensively they're getting a lot of extra pressures from the sides from hubbard and from hendrickson so this is a team that is it's built to go i definitely didn't think they were going to be this good but if they keep rolling like this and everybody stays good to go in the on the pocket on the field this is a team that i don't know where they're stopping but Hopefully they're going to have a couple of extra divisional games in Cincinnati this year. I, I am loving, I mean, I, I would love to see that for one. I would, I would love to see that. Maybe we should, we should talk to Emma and go down to Cincinnati for a game. That'd be fun. Hey, I'll, um, I'll go to Cincy. This, this win didn't lock them into a playoff spot, but at this point it would take a very surprising set of events of events for them to not make the playoffs. Mm. So they beat the Ravens by 24. So that means that the, to lose that tiebreaker, the Ravens need to win by 25 in Cincinnati yeah. mm-hmm. that's gonna be tough it's uh the Browns could still take the first seed in the division but the Bengals remaining non-conference schedule is here this the Jets this week yeah Vegas week 11 after a bye week mm-hmm. week 13 Chargers at home week tough 14 one. 49ers at home week 15 mm-hmm. Denver away week 17 Chiefs at home I'm gonna say at worst that's four and two mm. like that should that should be four and two at worst, I mean, hey, the Jets are a really good football team that can beat anyone on any given week. Um, I'm still sad. Everyone in the NFL is. I, I, I really almost cried when they beat the Titans. Um, oh, my goodness. That's wild that they actually have a win this year. <laughs> it's, wild that they be, it's wild that they beat the eventual one seed in the AFC. Um, but, no, that's a four in, That's at least four and two. They, 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 Cincinnati should win four of those games, at mm-hmm. least, if not all six, if not – uh, if if you had to give me like over or under like five, I think five is like the uh, the mark. Yeah. Um, if they can beat the Browns once and Pitt again, that's I believe eleven wins. They're mm. uh, they're five and two, so that would be six more wins. That's eleven wins, and that has to be an AFC playoff spot. Absolutely. And if they beat the Browns, like if they if you know if they win one more game in their D in their uh in their uh division then that's that that i think that that is the uh that is the division there will they will have won the division they'll get that playoff spot locked up for sure i I do want to say about the Bengals though um getting into these colder wintry months in cincinnati they may benefit if they had a indoor practice facility which this team currently does not have they practice outdoors and that becomes increasingly difficult in the winter months in Ohio. So hopefully that they're able to continue their, their accelerated pace as a team and everyone keeps being able to get all the reps in they need because 
playing outdoors in the freezing cold, in the rain, in the snow is not always a great time. And sometimes you have to do it for games and you practice how you play. I understand, but maybe, maybe it'd be worth investing into an indoor practice facility for Joey Burrow and the boys, if they're going to be this good, potentially having more things that they can use and attract other players with would also help the team. Can I, can I, uh, can I be, um, can, can I be contrarian? Sure. I'm pretty sure the Bengals stadium is an outdoor stadium. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I like, if you have an outdoor stadium, I like an outdoor practice, practice facility. Absolutely. I think, have I an think indoor one too. <laughs> I mean, I think there should be, there's got to be some indoor component, you know? I think they use the university of Cincinnati. I, I'm fine with that. I, I mean, need to get down to UC. It's a nice, it's a nice campus. <laughs> They're going to make the CFB. I want them in the CFB playoffs this year, by the way. Hey, Team I mean, C- Fickle's got those boys going. Team Cincy, man. I've been a Cincy fan for a long time. Um, uh, but no, no, no. Back, back to reality. Um, I am a Cincy fan, but back to reality. Um, if you have an outdoor pra- outdoor stadium, I think you should definitely have at least some outdoor practice facility. Mm-hmm. So you can make sure you actually get that home court advantage of playing in the snow. Yeah. Get everyone, get the other, make the other teams uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Make the other teams uncomfortable. I'm trying to see how let's, I got the schedule right here for Cincinnati. How long do you think we, I don't actually want to know when, when the snow's coming. Cause I'm going to get depressed. Um, Probably literally by the bye week against the Raiders. Oh, please don't tell me that. They'll have KC at home. It doesn't it doesn't snow in KC. They'll have Baltimore at home week sixteen. Uh, they'll have SF at home. That's another team where it won't snow. LA mm-hmm. Chargers are at home. Pittsburgh at home. It snows there, but <coughs> yeah. So you're looking at uh... <coughs> some warm weather teams going to some very cold climates. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for taking that. I don't know why I've been coughing so much. Um, no stress. But yeah. I uh I actually like the outdoor practice facility. I think it's going to be a huge advantage for the Cincinnati team. Teams are not going to be ready for that. I, I think, just I, think an NFL team benefits from having indoor facilities. I agree. I I agree. <laughs> I I think it is. I mean, I don't know. I think like some, sometimes you hear you hear stuff about pro teams, and you're just like, you print money. Like, why don't you just <laughs> have two practice facilities? Like, they they yeah. print. Maybe it's because I went to IMG where they print money and then they invested in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the new uh, basketball stadium coming soon. Very excited to go check that out. Shout out the Dome of the Ascenders. But just like, they're like, yeah, we want this. We're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, why don't NFL teams do that? Have like two practice facilities right next to yeah. each other. Have a team helicopter that takes you from the practice facility to the game. Like, mm-hmm. Just have the team like rappel down, like just go down, have like, like just drop the helicopter right in the middle. <laughs> the fighter jets fly over after the anthem. Joe Burrow jumps out on a parachute. Like, come It'd be on. awesome, what man. What are we doing? What are we doing? I love it. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I'm all in on this Cincy team making the playoffs. Um, I don't know. Uh, the entire AFC playoff, the entire AFC playoff picture is such a mess to me. You could tell mm. me anyone makes it out of the playoffs for that for the AFC, and I'll believe you fully anyone yeah. so i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh i could see them da, da, da. I, I could see them i could see them going to the super bowl because <laughs> i could see any team in the afc playoffs going to the super bowl because the afc is a mess it is such a mess of a division and i think the biggest reason it's a mess is because kc has fallen off the face of the earth yeah there's there's just no for so long for the last what probably like i'm trying Three to think years like now 20 20 years okay 
there has been Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. There has been Peyton Manning. Yep. More Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And now Pat Mahomes. Uh, there's been consistency that's it (laughs) there's been consistency there's always Mm -hmm. been oh we've got a de facto top qb with an insane offensive weapons around him with a defense ready to go out and a a, and a coach that's just at the top of his game that's not a thing right now not that not not to diss anybody Mm -hmm. but there is no team anymore in there's no team in the afc that has all of that going on and there are some good teams don't get me wrong there are a some great teams. teams. Mm-hmm. I still look. Buffalo lost their last game, but they're still a great team. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I I love what I'm seeing from Cincinnati. I love what I'm seeing from Baltimore. Obviously, I love what I'm seeing from Tennessee. But I'm a broken record. Um, <laughs> the Chargers, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Raiders are doing really well without Gruden. So um, much better. Finally, <laughs> Ch- Chaz feels Chaz feels uh vindicated. So and, vindicated. It's guys. Football it's great to see moron there's so many good there, I, I like Derek. i like Derek Carr and calling his own plays a lot more um Derek i think he's a really smart qb i think he's proven how smart he is as a qb um all that to say is i could see almost any team that makes it to the afc playoffs going to the super bowl because mm. i mean look just how about this vegas is five and two they're yep. leading they're tied to lead the division mm-hmm. i've heard people say the chargers I've said the Titans, Buffalo, Baltimore, and Cleveland. I've heard everyone say that those teams can go to the go to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati is five and two. Vegas is five and two. Both of them are leading the AFC. So every team <laughs> in Tennessee too. Every team was either predicted to go to the Super Bowl or people have said could go to the Super Bowl the entire season, or they're leading the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I love it. It's absolutely I, I I love it. I don't know who's gonna make it, but. The uh, playoffs cannot come soon enough. You got to love the parody of it all. Like, especially now with Kansas City kind of being, I guess, in more of a funk. I don't know if they're they're snapping out of it. I, I do feel pretty good about the fact that like a week or two weeks into the season, I, I was saying that this Kansas City season might be a wild card year for them if they make the playoffs. And it's looking more and more like that is going to be the only way they get into the playoffs. But It's looking more and more like they won't be making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's the craziest part now is like, is it even worth, Obviously, we can't count them out. There's still 10 games left in the season. They could just win 10 in a row and it'd be 13 and four at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. the way this defense has looked throughout this entire season, and again, John's a broken record of this Tennessee Titans. I'll say this about Kansas City defense. For years, they've been getting worse mm-hmm. and they've been making up for it in the playoffs. And there's so much you can do with big playmakers on your team that they do have. But you got to get through a regular season to make the playoffs. And with Pat Mahomes throwing interceptions the way he is right now and their offense struggling, their defense is getting exposed for as bad as it has really been over the past couple of years. And and Spags and Bienemy and Andy Reid over there need to figure it out because it is going to come fast and it's going to come quick. But a couple more losses for this Kansas City Chiefs team and a couple wins for some of the AFC's top dogs right now. And the playoffs are gone. Like, that's not even a question for them anymore. So it's uh, it's going to be a little bit worrisome over there for Kansas City for sure. And they don't even get a bye week till like week 12. So they mm-hmm. just got to get through it right now. It's a, it's a scary sight for them. Yeah. And look, this Titans game was was embarrassing. 
was bad. It was <laughs> embarrassing. Look, I, I, when Buffalo lost, I was like, oh no, it's fine. It's a good loss. It's how you lose to. It's how you're gonna lose to Tennessee. You're gonna put up 31, but Tennessee's gonna put up 34, and they're gonna stop you on the goal line. That's how you mm-hmm. lose to Tennessee. You don't lose to the Tennessee Titans by not scoring. Look, before exa- we were we were talking before the game, and we said, look, the only way that AJ that that Derrick Henry doesn't try to set a record for rushing, <laughs> which he did, he carried the ball twenty nine times. He tried. Yeah. The only way he doesn't set a record is if the ty- the Chiefs go in and stack the box, and if they stack the box, they are going to get obliterated. Yeah, and they did that cover one all day long. Have fun. <laughs> they did. AJ Brown, AJ Brown had 133 yards, a touchdown on wait, eight receptions. Yeah. Eight. Meanwhile, every week, everyone's every week. Everyone's been like, Oh, the chief, the chief's defense. It's, it's, it's so bad. The offense is fine. The offense is not fine. The offense is not fine. Pat Mahomes threw for less touchdowns than Derrick Henry. Yeah. Look, this has just been embarrassing. I don't know what this Chiefs offense has done. That all they do is go for big plays anymore. They need they need a, a a dink and dunker. They need someone to just go in and catch some nice little five yards. They need they need to start running some shorter plays. I don't know why they're running everything for uh, straight home runs. Yeah, they make they it. Just don't have catch. a receiver that's they don't have a receiver that's built for those. All right, I just need to check it down. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. go for a check down. And you'd think that that's Travis Kelsey, but the dude can't catch a football. Yeah, him and him and Pat, him and Patty are struggling with their connection this year, and it's really been. I mean, it's it's weird to say because I'm pretty sure Kelsey is leading the league in catches and yards for tight ends, so it's not like he's not having a good year. But just uh, for their standards, and especially for what they need him to do this year, because yeah, he's a big playmaker down the field. You want to get him in single coverage with safeties and with corners, because then he can go and make some big plays. But the way that they've been going right now, because Tyree Kill is such a deep threat. And they only really have Nicole Hardman and Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, who don't run much underneath stuff. They need Kelsey on those five to six yards, slats, ins, curls, hooks, like all that just easy stuff where you just put it in his belly, let him fall backwards for three yards and just keep picking up six to eight. Because this Kansas City Chiefs team is not going to hit 90 plus yard touchdowns every single play. There's no point. And you got to stop thinking that that's how you're going to get back into football games because that's the wrong model to have. You got to keep, you know, you got to keep pounding the rock, be, chip away slowly but surely. You get a score, gets your defense some energy. Hopefully they get a stop. Because if you just go out there and throw for three and outs, throw for interceptions, defense is tired. They got to get back on the field. They don't know what you're doing offensively. They didn't have time to prepare for the next series. So there's a lot of things that the Chiefs need to clear up. And part of that could be bringing in some veteran wide receivers if they have time before the trade deadline. Part of that could be bringing in who knows what on the defensive side of the ball, anything, everything yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I just think they need to take a page from the, uh, the, the old Tom Brady handbook, just run mm-hmm. really slow offense, just run March. really slow offense. Like back, yeah. back, back when his last, uh, his last, uh, two years with new England, mm-hmm. you just run a nice slow offense. You use a ton of clock time and you get your defense well rested. Cause you know, you know what? At the end of the day, you know what wins arrested defense. Mm-hmm. Why is Derrick Henry leading the league in fourth quarter? Uh, why is Derrick Henry's stats getting better as the, the game goes on? Because he's the most well-conditioned athlete in the NFL. Yeah. Defenses can't keep up with him. Mm-hmm. If you can keep your defense fresher, it'll at least make up for the fact that you're lacking in talent. Meanwhile, only two teams in the NFL have more points allowed than the Kansas City Chiefs so far this year. And the 2-5 and five Washington football team 
the one and six Miami Dolphins. The Jets don't haven't let in more points. The Jets have <laughs> allowed like twenty eight less points this season than That's these insane. Kansas City Chiefs. That's insane because they allowed fifty <laughs> last week. <laughs> The Kansas City Chiefs have given up as many points in seven games as the Houston Texans. And the Houston Texans don't ever try to win football games, it looks like, anymore. Ever since Tyrod Taylor has been out, they have decided to mail in the season. And, yeah, this Kansas City team, they're going to need to find something in terms of just calming it down and playing smart, methodical NFL football. Like, stop trying to pretend this is mad in the XFL Arena League where you could just hit for big plays and guys are going to make things happen. Like, no, you just need to play sound fundamental football, continue to go back to what you need to do. And if that doesn't work for you, then Andy Reid, I'm sure will figure it out after that, but at least get back to basics and at least try to keep yourself in game so that those big plays have a chance of doing something. Cause now you're just hitting big plays to try to get back in games and you're never going to be able to catch up like that. Yeah. I mean, when you look at what the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have to deal with for the rest of their uh, the rest of the way. It's uh, not promising. I mean, obviously, it's not. It's not. It's not hell and high water. But post Super Bowl schedule, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean this this game against the Giants is probably gonna be their easiest game for the rest of the rest of the way. Everything else is. You know, they've got Las Vegas. They're at the road in Las Vegas. They're uh, they get Dallas at home, and Dallas is just gonna do a number on that defense. They do have Denver after a bye week at home. That should be another one that they can win. But pretty much everything else is going to be in the division, away at at, uh, Cincinnati. They have a home against Pitt that should be good. But it's not going to be an easy schedule the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And if this division shows up and tries to beat up on them, which, by the way, they want to. Everyone in this... It, 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 We saw the Lions pull out everything in the kitchen sink and pull out another kitchen sink against the Rams. I want you to know Denver is going to be doing that. Vegas is going to be doing that. The Chargers, if they have any, the Chargers are going to be doing that. Everyone wants to beat this Kansas City team, especially mm-hmm. now that they're bad. This is a nice rallying way. If you're Denver, Denver is going to throw everything. Denver is going to pull out every little play that they have left in their book and just be like, we need to win this. And that is honestly where Kansas City's season is going to rely on in these last second half is the fact that they're lucky enough, I guess, to have five divisional games left in their season. And if they somehow go five and zero across that, gives them a great chance at at least being near the top spot of the division. But you see the Raiders twice. Raiders already beat them last year when they were an absolute wagon. Mm-hmm. And now Derek Carr, I mean, he's got like throwing for like ninety plus percent. Rich Basach has got the team rolling. This there's no way this Kansas City team looks like they're poised to stop a Raiders offense that's clicking the way they are right now. Especially they're going to be playing the Packers right before that. It's just, it's going to be a tough time for the Kansas City Chiefs. They need both those wins against the Broncos so badly. It's unbelievable. Like it's, it's really if they rough. Split when the you're... series against the Broncos, they will not make the playoffs. Like no, I mean it's gonna, it's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be an uphill battle for KC, and obviously they still have a chance. They're still, they're, they still have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. End of the day, they still have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they still have some future draft capital. They can still go bring in warm bodies. You know. Mm-hmm. Houston is selling everybody. Maybe they'll go get Brandon Cooks. You know, everyone, everyone is getting sold. From some of these teams are selling their players off. I don't know what Miami's going to wind up doing. There's a lot of teams that are going to be selling pieces. Maybe just bring in some new guys, send away some draft capital, Ram style. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. I'm not writing this KC team out yet, but I am saying that was a very discouraging loss. Yeah, and 
That was a very discouraging loss. And I, I, I try, I, I, I just, I've never, especially like with that, that hit that Pat took at the end of the game, I was very worried mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. I hope that it, I, apparently he passed concussion protocol. He's fine. It didn't look like he hurt his leg. I thought he hurt his leg at first. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see what he looks like this week. Uh, do we want to transition into the next week preview? I think that's yeah. a great way to do it. Run through the slate. There's there's three games that are any good at all. And <laughs> I really had to reach. I really had to reach. The best game was this Thursday night game we just saw, Cardinals-Packers, and it delivered. It was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, after some, some deep thought, and with the just amazing amount of great Monday night games we've had, I'm going to give best game of the week to Chiefs Giants. Wow. Yeah, that's how bad this game, this week of games are. <laughs> I, I, I mean, wait, wait. Is Daniel Jones playing? Can we get? Can, I, can you... I, I do have Daniel Jones in my player prop parlay, so I do think he's playing. Uh, I'm going to the injury report him. right now because mm -hmm. I really, really want to know if we're going to have uh jones and uh if we're going to have uh daniel jones and a uh i do believe saquon danny Dimes is out there saquon barkley did not participate out. yeah saquon's probably not playing yeah that's not what you like to hear um it's not what you like to hear yeah it's what you like to hear when you're betting on the daniel Thursday, jones did... rush yards what it is what you like to hear when you're betting on the daniel jones rush yards so Ooh, we're already heating up for that yeah i mean <laughs> Look, if, if Saquon plays, I think him and Jones are just going to rack up yards because there's there's no way they stack the box again, right? No, they can't. I really just think that the Chiefs are going to overcorrect. That's mm -hmm. what I'm kind of betting on here. They're going to overcorrect. Giants are either going to then – Jones is either going to throw really well because he's kind of looked really good. I've been on this Daniel Jones train for years now. He's looked pretty good throwing the football. I'm he's expecting an overcorrection. <laughs> Daniel Jones will take advantage or an undercorrection – and then Saquon Barkley and uh, either an overcorrection and then Saquon Barkley and Jones run rush through this uh, KCD mm -hmm. or an overcorrection and then Jones can throw everything everywhere. Galladay, Shepard, Slate, and Tony. Yep. Who do you want? You know, there's, they've got weapons all over the field. No, I do think that this Monday night game, especially with the way that the NFL has been doing their primetime stuff, has uh, a potential to be a big game. Obviously, Kansas City needs every win they can get. There's a couple other games out here that I think are worth checking into. There's a few divisional games, too, I think are going to be big. I mean, Steelers, Browns, Baker Mayfield. It looks like he's a full go to hand the ball off 45 times in this game. Well <laughs> said, no. well said. Oh, my goodness. Don't come for Bake like that. Um, uh, I'm so not excited for that football game. Yeah, no, I, 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 be... could not, I could not in my heart. I looked at it. I'm like, it's a divisional game. It's the Steelers-Browns. They played in the playoffs last year. They're mm -hmm. they're the bottom they're the bottom half of their division. Yeah. Baker is limited. Ben Roethlisberger mm -hmm. is like sixty. Yeah, I'm I, I I can't in my heart of hearts put that on my list of good games because I don't have any hope for it. I <laughs> do not think it's going to be a great game. That's I think fair. it will I think be it'll a be football game. game. I think it will be intense. Mm -hmm. It'll be close, but you know I. I don't like watching both teams just hand the ball off to their running backs and throw the football zero times while the defense gets to stack the box because the defense knows that the quarterback can't throw. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it does make for a little bit more uh, a grinded out football game. I, I mean, personally, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of that. I'm, as much as they do uh, throwing the ball is the fad of the NFL these days, I love to watch a couple teams just 
pound the rock into the ground and see how many runs we can play in one game, how many yards Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson can pick up. But yeah, no, this is not one I would necessarily expect to be a, a thrilling back and forth matchup, but I do think that maybe fourth quarter comes around and throughout the game, there'll be a good amount of intensity and hard work going into every single play, especially for the Steelers. I mean, season near enough on the line, Mike Tomlin coming off a bye week. This is going to be a massive game for them. Like they absolutely need a win right here. Yeah. I, I want to quickly give some, uh, some love to Darius Johnson. Dude's the mm-hmm. man. Big ups. Yeah. All right. I gave him my love. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> there are two more games that I considered really, that I considered potential to be really good. And I, when I say really good, so many football games are really good. There are two more games that I consider to be fun from start to start to finish. I still think so many football games, always the end of football games are awesome. Mm-hmm. But two more games. Uh, I think Titans-Colts. I thought Titans-Colts was going to be the best game this week, but then I gave it to Giants-Chiefs. Just Monday Night Football has been really good. Yeah, The Titans-Colts divisional game. If the Titans win, they essentially won their division. It would take something massive for the Titans to lose their division if they if they lose this game to the Colts. They've beaten the Colts before. Meanwhile, the Colts have been rolling, winning some football games. And if they lose, they're probably out of the playoffs. And then they're going to be facing the decision. Bench Wentz, play Wentz. Because if mm-hmm. they bench him, they can keep their pick. But if they play him, they might lose it. And yeah, that means pl- 70% of snaps right there. You know, maybe a starts trending down in the second half of the season. Maybe see some Jacob Eason, some, some Ellinger. They should have gone for Gardner Minshew. Um, <laughs> the Titans won't have Julio Jones. That'll help the Colts keep this game tight. Mm. I don't know. I, 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 I'm trying not to be too biased, but I think this game will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think this is another great one, especially a divisional matchup. Like you said, huge playoff ramifications pretty early in the season. And getting to watch, uh, I mean – Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now, continuing to get better. Match up with his defense with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, who's been balling this season. So it's going to be a no, definitely a great game in Indianapolis. Carson Wentz is slowly getting around. Looks like T.Y. Hilton might be back too, which could be a big piece and just another weapon for him to throw to because Michael Pittman's been getting a lot of attention recently. So you get T.Y. on the field, it just forces defenses to be a little more honest with who you guard and I think uh, Carson Wentz is going to use his tight ends too a lot. Mo Ali Cox, I believe, will, might might definitely get the over 21 and a half receiving yards, and that will be a big part of this week. But uh, yeah, no, this is going to be an exciting game, a one o'clock, an early one, mm-hmm. fantastic one in Indianapolis. You know, I'm excited to watch this one pretty much throughout. Might just keep red zone off and watch this one by itself. I mean, the rest of the 1 p.m. slate is looking like yeah. All right, last last game that I'm really excited for, though, Patriots-Chargers. I think it has a lot mm-hmm. of potential to be fun, but it also yeah. could just be a complete... I, I don't even know. I don't even want to... Don't, don't even know. I, whatever the, whatever <laughs> the metaphor I'm going to say is not, uh, is not PG-13 or whatever, <laughs> or is PG-13, and I don't like having to put uh, explicit content remarks on my podcast, so we're not doing it. Uh, the Pats defense is good, and the offense has been spotty, but the Chargers coming off a bye week. Mm-hmm. you'd hope they'd slaughter the Pats, but I don't know. Bill Belichick in that defense, it's hard to ever bet against them. Josh McDaniels has been getting so much praise from the media recently. It's been surprising. I wasn't expecting it. I, I'm happy to see it, but it yeah. came out of kind of nowhere. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, I mean, Mac Jones is like near top of the NFL in completion percentage. Pretty sure that's 
they are happy about McDaniel's offense and everything over there. But yeah, though, this is the one that I expect to be a great game too. I think Chargers obviously coming off a bye with Brandon Staley seems to be one of the more intellectually locked in head coaches. So him against Belichick should be a really exciting matchup. And I think this is going to be a great game. Obviously that Chargers offense is loaded up with weapons and they're excited to keep going. This is a situation though, where I think they, they might've gotten to buy a little bit too early in their season. Now they got another 10 games to go through before they get to the playoffs and maybe they would have wanted one a little later, but this is a going to be a great game for sure. Mm. Patriots always go out there and play well and, Mac Jones, I'm sure, is going to be throwing the ball, just sling it all over the field. His tight ends are really finally coming together. Got a potential Hunter Henry revenge game out here. So this is one that we'll for sure be keeping an eye on. Was stayed away from during the the bet segment because I was just nothing I ever, ever want to bet against or for Bill Belichick. I never know what he's doing in a football game ever, except trying to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still can't believe he put up 54 points against the Jets and looked so grumpy the entire time. I love Bill Belichick. He's a national treasure. Protect him at all costs. All right, Mm -hmm. let's do it. We're trying something new. It's Chaz's best bets. He's had so many great (sighs) predictions, specifically about Arizona sports, but even in general. Uh, I think it's time we give him a chance to show out. Maybe earn Mm -hmm. the viewers a little bit of cash. Chaz, pivot to you. Where do you want to start? What are you thinking? I mean, the first thing I was going to do was was run through a quick little little parlay for the, the squad. If anyone wants to get in on it, you know, your boy's throwing down a little $5 on the parlay. Five to make 80 for these ones. It's a four-leg, pretty easy one. Week eight gets the spread. We got Tampa Bay, four and a half at New Orleans. Tom Brady obviously has been an absolute monster for his entire career. This season is no different for those Bucks teams. Alvin Kamara and the Saints, I think, are a good team, but we saw them struggle to score against Seattle. And Seattle's terrible defensively. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not. Tampa Bay, I think, is going to win this game mostly on the back of their defense, and then Tom is going to score enough to cover that four and a half. I wouldn't be too worried about that one. A couple little more scary ones, but I am pretty confident in. The Washington football team is plus three and a half at the Denver Broncos. And just because of the way that Denver has been up and down this season, their defense is a little bit banged up right now. And I do think this Washington football team is better than they have been throughout most of the year. They looked good last week, even though they did. I don't think they came out with the win. Or was this Washington game? Yeah, I know the Packers obviously did not come out with the win in that one. But they Taylor Heineke played real well. And I do like the way that their team is set up to continue to go offensively and defensively. So I think that they can cover three and a half against Denver, even if they don't win. I think it's a close game. And that way they'll they'll get inside those points. One that I'm sure John will be thrilled about. The Titans are actually getting two and a half points against the Colts right now. So the Colts are the favorites. I'm happy to take the Titans on the money line. It's even better odds. And I do think that they're just going to win this football game. I don't know why they wouldn't. I'm honestly pretty surprised that the Titans aren't the favorites in this game. So I'd say Titans at plus two and a half or on the money line, whichever one you want. Personally, for this parlay, take them on the money line and just roll with it because I think Derrick Henry is guaranteed to win in this one. And then to to cap it off for these four leg, this safe one right here, obviously you got to love Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars going into Seattle against Geno Smith. They're getting three and a half points. I think they cover for sure. I honestly think they might win. I was hesitant to take Jacksonville on the money line in this one. I just think Trevor Lawrence against the Seattle team that secondary is not very good. And they do have some weapons in Jacksonville that if he has any type of time, 
He can find them. He can make some plays. I think this is one where they might actually go out there and get a win. And even if they don't, plus three and a half, they got to stay within three and a half points of the Seattle Seahawks. I think they do that. So you take those four, Tampa minus four and a half, Washington plus three and a half, Jags plus three and a half, Titans money line, $5 makes you 80 bucks. And I think that's a good good little parlay to be running with it to Sunday. It gives you a little something to watch the games you might not watch so much and keeps everyone excited. I cannot believe that the, that the Titans are not in favor to it. I can't believe that it's two and a half points. That's a lot. Yeah. I understand like giving the Colts like half a point because they're at home or something. Mm-hmm. Two and a half is a lot. Yeah. Um, I like it. I'm fully on board. Every leg of this. I'll, I will sell you if I had to get your buster. I'm betting on yeah. Jags, Jags being your buster. But I really think this could hit. And uh, Chaz, Chaz is the clairvoyant gambler in this uh, in this <laughs> podcast. It is not me. Do not come to me for gambling advice. I am not the man to go to for that. Yeah, we are not gambling uh, recommendations here, by the way. This is not financial advice. This is a couple of guys having fun, making a little extra money on football if we can. Yep, do not... Yeah. Uh, do not John do not come to us crying. Do not bet your life savings on this. Do not get a new mortgage and take our advice. We're not promoting any sports book. Um, mm-hmm. How would you run us through a couple of? Are there any are there any spreads or player props that you're feeling pretty good with this week? Oh yeah, don't we got we got some more stuff to get through. Don't even worry about it. There's some massive spreads this week in the NFL that I honestly don't know how to feel about, uh, and I think we can go back and forth a little bit on this one. The the Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills are getting 14 points against the Dolphins right now. They're minus 14. And it's just, at this point, yes, they did completely obliterate the Dolphins. But I have such a problem betting against professional teams. Two-score game is a lot of points in the NFL, especially in a game where, yeah, the Dolphins are playing for their entire season. They don't have a pick this year. So they might not want to keep losing football games. I don't know how you feel about this personally, if I, if I were to take this game, I would be taking Miami plus 14 because I think they're just going to keep it close and keep trying to win throughout the four quarters. But I, how, how are you feeling about the 14-point spread in a professional game? Like, I, I think this is a stay away. I think this is a yeah. stay away kind of game. I would not want to touch this game with a with a 10-foot pole. There's mm-hmm. just no – nothing about this uh, about this game seems like it's worth betting on. Uh, to, to, uh, to, there's been just enough smoke around Miami that they totally could win this, but they mm-hmm. also are going against a rested week off Buffalo team yeah. that their last game, they got beat by the, that was their last, their last game was getting beat by the Titans. Mm-hmm. They're coming in to win. Yeah. Uh, I guess technically Miami is competing with them for the division, I guess. Nah, most I don't think anyone's competing with Buffalo for this division, Yeah, but I would yeah, expect no, uh, Buffalo to come in and handle them. I would mm-hmm. not. I I don't like betting on spreads this big. Yeah. I I I don't know. I would stay away personally. No, for sure. At plus fourteen, minus fourteen, I do tend to just stay away. Just if you wanted one, personally, I'm taking Miami. But there's this is not something I would feel a need to bet on. Uh, Rams, Houston. The Rams are getting sixteen points against the Texans. And again, these type type of spreads in the NFL are just absolutely outrageous. I don't know what to do about it. Personally, if I'm going to bet this game, I'm betting the Rams money line because of course they're going to win. Oh no, but I'm, I'd go Rams spread. I, I, I just I can never take a team. They're starting the game down 16, nothing in this spread. Like, I don't know if they're, ca- if they're catching up and the Texans aren't scoring at all. Like the Rams just didn't cover against the Lions last week. 
I don't know how comp like this is one where I just again I kind of stay away, but I'll take the Rams money line to make any quick money. But oh no, I'm I'm fully I honestly okay look I'm usually very scared of these um of these huge mm. spreads. I yeah. I think the Rams are uh I think the Rams are coming in into uh coming in to take are coming in with uh the intention of running up the score. <laughs> I mean, if you look at their division, you look at their division. This is their chance to catch up to Arizona. Yeah. They lost the game to them. They need to make sure that they, they don't fall any further back or they're going to lose this division. Mm -hmm. I think they're, I think that they're going to be juiced hearing of uh, juiced with the Cardinals loss. I think they're going to walk in and try to put, hang up like 50 on them. I think the defense is not going to let up on anything. The Rams are still just a really, really good football team. Aaron Donald is still the scariest dude in football. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to use this as like a working game, probably put in some, uh, Run some mm. interesting stuff, but I think 16 points. I I actually crazily think that they will cover. Yeah, that's this is a wild one for me. But if you want to take them on the cover, I take them personally. Again, I'd stay away. But there's a couple extra other games a little bit closer that I think are going to be some wild ones. Specifically, the Vikings and the Cowboys. Mm. The Vikings are getting are, are minus three right now. Cowboys plus three because it sounds like Dak Prescott is not going to play. Uh oh. And if Dak Prescott isn't playing then I kind of like the Vikings minus three here. But the fact that the Cowboys are getting three points right now, it's almost worth sprinkling a little money on just because if Dak does play, that seems like probably the biggest lock of the entire weekend. The fact that they will at least cover three, if not beat the Vikings. And yes, it sounds more and more like he's not going because there's, you know, Dak wants to play, but it's not his decision. And Mike McCarthy's talking about it's not about just one game. It's about the whole season. But I don't know. For you, Vikings minus three against the Cowboys. If Dak isn't in the game, are you confident in, the, in Minnesota taking this one? Or even then, are you just staying away? I don't. I just have so much trouble trusting these Minnesota Vikings. Mm. But I... I think I'd have to go with you. I think I'd have to go with the uh, the Vikings. They've played a lot of really close football games this season. Yeah, they're not mm -hmm. uh, they're not getting trounced every week. I I think minus. I mean, I'd, I'd feel better if it was minus three and a half, mm. because then the Vikings could lose on a field on a field goal like always. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'd have to take the Vikings with you on this one. Yeah, I like the Vikes here too. And then uh, another divisional matchup that I. Not as big of a deal. We didn't talk about it much, but I think it is two teams kind of playing for their season right now. Panthers and Falcons. Panthers are plus three, getting three points against the Falcons. Falcons at home. And for me right now, I'm pretty confident on the Panthers. Like they're getting three points so they could still lose. And, and as long as they lose by less than three, they'll still cover this game. And Sam Darnold at this point, I think going into this game is literally playing for his spot in the NFL. And if he doesn't play well, they will get rid of him this summer and he will be replaced by somebody else. And I don't know who's picking him up after this type of run that they went on. So I think that this is going to be a huge game for him and that the Panthers defense needs to bounce back. Stefan Gilmore's getting a little bit healthier, should be fully integrated into the defense by now. And the Falcons offensive line stinks. They're terrible. I think that the Panthers can get home a lot on Matt Ryan and I'm pretty confident in them. Maybe beating the Falcons, but if not, at least covering the plus three. Can, can I say, you know, what's wild about this? Whoever mm. wins this game is at worst tied for the last 
playoff spot. <laughs> we might have a, a three. We might have three playoff teams from the NFC South. Let's go. We were in. We were in on the West, and it looks like we were wrong. If Minnesota loses, then we legitimately will have three playoff seeds by NFC South themes after this football game. Yikes! <laughs> insanity. Absolute mm-hmm. insanity. I actually kind of like the Falcons. Yeah, I know you're a Matt Ryan guy. I'm a Matt Ryan guy. I really am just loving Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I, I love him. He's he is leading all tight ends in receptions per game. No, in uh yards per game. Yards? Yeah. Per game like, or total? What? Per game or total? Uh per game. I, I okay. deleted I I closed my tab with the stats. Oh, they're right here. I can pull it up. Um He's he's putting up 78.5 yards, receiving yards per game. Travis Kelsey's Mm. putting up 76.14. Meanwhile, Kelsey has 14 more receptions than him. Yeah. A little bit more of that underneath stuff. Um, Yeah, no, I I think... Go ahead, go ahead. I don't have the the, uh, total... I cannot find the yards per game on this stat, but uh, Pitts has played one less game than Kelsey. Mm -hmm. I... uh, I kind of am feeling the Falcons. I'm not loving this. Uh, the Panthers' defense has not been awesome to me. I don't believe in the Darnold show. He got he got benched last game. Yeah. I uh, I I'm a little scared. I don't know what the what this Panthers team is ever going to be. They're always a wild card to me. I'm kind of liking the Falcons clawing their way back. I'd love to see them make it to the playoffs. <laughs> that would make me so happy. So I'm going to take the Panthers. I mean, the yeah, Falcons. I mean, the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons they, minus I mean, three. I'm taking them. That's not honestly. This is a game I'm staying away from because it is one of those situations where the Falcons could definitely just blow the absolute brakes off the Panthers. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna flip it off the spreads a little bit more. Go to where where I think honestly the the most money is to be made. It's a little bit harder, but it's a lot more fun at least for me personally. And run through some player props. I think this is a lot more fun. We get to go through players and get to select. You know, you think. This guy's going to have over under on catches, yards, touchdowns to score at any time. So this is one, again, I put together, this one's a little bit larger. This is like a seven leg player prop parlay right here. And let me tell you right now, the player props are a hundred percent shots in the dark to win big money. You ever see those little, little IG, the Twitter, the BR betting and just guys betting $200 to win like 46,000. That's doing this type of stuff right here. So that's what we're on. That's what we're going for right here. I'll run you through it. First and foremost, we got Joey B second favorite target on the squad. CJ Uzama, his over under for catches is set at two and a half right now. I think that is an easy over against this jets team where he can just dump it off at any point. If the jets ever dial up any pressure, Let's give it to the guy who scored touchdowns every single game at this point. And it's plus 205 to over on those two and a half catches. I think that is something that you can just take that and walk away very happily about it. The next one I got here is Tua Tungavailoa. I think he's right 